When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our Auburn Tigers need a win bad this weekend versus Mississippi State. Let's talk about it on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go, man. What's up? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lean. And look, Auburn might be on a four-game losing streak, Blake, but me and you are going to stay bringing the juice, brother. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Dustin. Doing well, man. Uh, just really been doing a lot of thinking about this football team. And and uh, one thing I wanted to say tonight is I know things have been down bad, right? And we're searching for answers and uh, I just wanted to tell this fan base to stay supportive of this football team. Uh, and we see some guys coming out from this team that have told us in interviews that they have done with Auburn media that, hey, this locker room is – we're together. We're not giving up, all right? There's a stretch of four games that are right here uh, within our grasp that we can take, all right? And, and we've seen that. We've watched these teams play. Uh, so – I know it seems bad right now, and, and we're down because we want to win, man. We want to beat the old Misses. We want to beat the Georgias, you know, uh, the Texas A&M and the LSUs. But uh, you, you look at the end goal, Dustin, in year one, and we have an opportunity to get to that bowl game that we really want to get to. We have the opportunity to get those extra practices, all right, it, th- those extra practices that'll that'll help a Connor Lou. All right. Uh, Those extra practices that we need for recruiting. All right. You look at the kid from Tennessee last year, the freshman quarterback that come in. He showed up and practiced bowl practice with the team. He he watched. He went through film and everything with the team. Bro, like that stuff matters. So making a bowl game is big for this program. And we, we, we have a vision. Coach Hugh Freeze has a vision. No matter how we got to do it, I know we'll talk about that in a minute. No matter how we got to do it, man, we got to get to that six-win mark. And as a, as a fan base, if we do get to that six-win mark, you got to be excited because Hugh Freeze sits here and tells you that he can see it in recruiting that these kids, they're excited. They're not really looking at, hey, you know, they're three and four right now. These kids ain't looking at that. They're looking at the future. They're looking at two, three years down the road saying, hey, we're going to have something. So I've been doing a lot of thinking on that, man, and and uh, a lot of reflection of, yeah, me being pissed off, Dustin, because we're three and four, because I'm a diehard Auburn fan. Right. But at the end of the day, man, I got to look. I got to look 10 steps ahead and into the future of what we possibly can be. And so I'm excited about that part. And we have a ginormous opportunity against Mississippi State, who they got Mike Wright and, and Will Rogers. And is Will Rogers healthy enough to play? It looks like he's going to play, but 
Uh, their offense hasn't really been doing a lot with Will, uh, Will Rogers this year, and I think there's opportunities there. Uh, we get them at home. I think that's huge. Uh, so, man, you get to four and four after Saturday, and then you got Vanderbilt. You could be sitting at five and four. There's an opportunity, man. You only have to beat New Mexico State to get to six wins. And going to Arkansas, that's not even out of the question. We could win that game. We saw how poorly they played against Mississippi State last week, and they were at home. Uh, so I, I'm excited, Dustin, and and uh, I think we have a – like I said, I think we have a ginormous opportunity Saturday. Uh, I know these fans are going to bring it, and that's what excites me too, man. Like this fan base, no matter what, you were there Saturday night for Ole Miss. They bring it each and every Saturday, and that is why I love the Auburn Tigers, man. Yeah, definitely need to bring it, and this is another SEC West foe, Blake, another team that we've played for since 1992 every single year that is getting off the rotation this year. We don't play them next year, so I would like to get some of these. We missed opportunity versus A&M, and obviously they were, they were a new addition, uh, just joined the conference about a decade ago, but LSU, that one hurt. Ole Miss obviously is going to sting for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's get this one. And I know that you, uh, you about a month ago, you had a nice little online run in with uh, Bulldog Nation over there. And they were trying to tell you that Auburn and Mississippi State are one of the same. And I think that's the thing that really gets gets to me, Blake, is that we're obviously in the the worst stretch of Auburn football in our lifetime and, and people yeah. of, of our age, of our generation. And, uh, Guys are a little bit older, like the, like Mike and Ike, and all they haven't never seen nothing like this, right? And uh, so this is this is new to a lot of a lot of Auburn people. And all of a sudden, we see the Ole Misses and the Mississippi State and the Arkansas fans. Now that we're finally down on their level, mm-hmm. trying to tell us that this is where we've always been. Like, no, nah, this is new to us. We're not used to being down here with y'all. But now, but now that we're down here with them, they want to act like, oh well, yeah, we're we're right on par with you. No, nah, this is an opportunity for us Saturday to at least let somebody know. No, brother. No, you're not. And we're not trying to go off on these losings. Mississippi State's had our number here for a little bit. Like I, I'm saying that. And over the last eight to ten years, it's been a competitive game. And they've got after us more than they have historically, more than they definitely uh, need to be. So it's, to- it's five and five, Dustin, over the last ten years. Yeah, that's not it, man. That's that's just not it. And that really kind of speaks to where this program has been headed. And uh, but yeah, I'm not high on Mississippi State. You remember when I was before the season? I never was just because of the change of personnel. I, I know the situation was tough. That's I could be a lot harder on Zach Zach Arnett because I am not a believer. But I I don't want to be because I mean, listen, bro, he's been thrown in a tough situation, and they yeah. they uh he very well might have been our DC if you know that whole thing didn't happen. Who knows how that yeah. would have played out? And I'm happy with Ron Roberts, but uh, so it's a tough test for us. But we got to like you said, the fans have got to bring it. I know after four straight losses, I know that after uh Saturday night was deflating. Like Blake said, I was there. I know it was pretty deflating. Had the way it all went down, I heard what everybody was saying as in the stadium. I get it. I know at three o'clock or two thirty, whatever. Which was it, two thirty or three? This Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, two thirty. Uh, two thirty. So yeah, I know it's not. It's not a night game. Not as hype. Just make sure you bring it, man. The boys need it. And these next uh, leading up to the Iron Bowl, these next four games that everyone's talked about being so winnable, uh, Blake. I think this is a really important stretch for Auburn, and mm-hmm. I think it's a really important stretch for Hugh Freeze. Yep. And not again. Not to say that if he doesn't do well in this, that he'll be on the hot seat or anything, but he has an opportunity now to kind of turn around some of these narratives and some of these questions that have arose in his first seven games. And uh, winning cures everything. You know that. Mm-hmm. You win this week, you win next week, all of a sudden you're five and four, and people like me who have been critical of what's been going on will shut up. That's what winning does. So 
Yeah, big, big opportunity for us, man. And uh, I'm really excited. And, and like you, man, I kind of woke up today. I wouldn't say rejuvenated. I still don't think we're a good football team, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. just not as pessimistic. I'm saying, okay, here are the games that we can win. And I know that um, I have a role to play as a fan as well, just being supportive and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see this team show up. It'll be like, you know, maybe my 32nd birthday. So I'm going to ask Auburn to, uh, to you know, give me a nice little gift, man. I'll, I'll take three to two. I know the comments will be bumping with that one, but I'll take three to two, man. I don't really care. I just want a dub, man. And I, and I don't think it'll be pretty. You know, if, uh, we'll give our prediction Friday, obviously, but I'm kind of in that 17, 13 type range. That's a turnover, a, yeah, a turnover or two is going to decide it, you know. And uh, so we'll, we'll get to that Friday, but it's definitely going to be an ugly one. But a bunch of opportunities here for Auburn to get some momentum, man. And it wouldn't be bad, Blake to get some momentum right here at the end of the season because December 2nd's coming and you're starting to see these big-time recruits. Our names are floating up in there. And, and, uh, you know, K.J. Bolden, I don't think we're out on K.J. Interesting stuff coming out about Cam Coleman today. Uh, His name just keeps on popping up, doesn't it? And I tell you what, Hugh Freeze is just not going to give up. And I get – and, and you know, Blake, after Friday night, I gave my first ever 10-star rating. Yeah, give a ten star to Cam Coleman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think five is enough. Uh, speaking of commitments, Blake, Caleb Harris, six mm-hmm. one safety, uh, one hundred ninety pounds. He's a three star at a Thompson High big time program, obviously that knows how to win in Alabaster, Alabama. Uh, a very physical kid, a kid that they say can play all over the field. And Ron Roberts has circled him as a guy that he wants to go get. Uh, I think you've kind of seen some movement a little bit in this class recently. I think that's because they knew that Caleb was coming. There's also a, a, a Juco safety. I think that will commit this week as well. Probably, probably committed this weekend from what it sounds like. And he just wants to make a public announcement here pretty soon. So um, what are your thoughts on Caleb here, man? He appears to be a, a good player, very physical player. First thing I want to say is anytime we get a kid from Thompson high school, hey. uh, I'm through the hey. roof excited. Uh, I don't care. Three star, four star, five star, whatever, brother. Like uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm ecstatic. All right, but the thing about Caleb Harris, man, is first thing he will hit you. All right, he will hit you. He is underrated. Uh, he very rarely lets the ball get behind him. All right, he's gonna keep the top on that uh, on that defense. Uh, he's good in the open field. Like I said, he, he will hit you. He is a for sure tackler, uh, and I think the three star rating. Uh, is too low in my opinion. Hmm. That that's just uh, this kid's physical, man. He's physical, uh, and and uh, you know you got to as a safety coming into Auburn, man. You got to be looking at what uh, a guy like Jalen Simpson's doing, right? And you got to think like, hey, I'm going to thrive in that role. And uh, Caleb Harris is a is a big pickup, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, and uh, like you said, Thompson High, a program that knows how to win, and man. Opening up pipelines. We talk about with Phoenix City how it's the opposite of a pipeline, right? Yeah. And at some point, we at some point we got to bust through on that one. But uh, this is a good one here, man. You look at a guy like DJ Barber uh, down there at Clay Chalkville, right? So opening up pipelines for these big, big states. Our last coach Blake, he didn't know Thompson High existed, and we're we're winning these battles in the state of Alabama. Like I like I always said, you don't have to go to Portland, Oregon, to get blue chips. When you're the coach of Auburn, Alabama, they're in your backyard, man. They're right there. All you got to do is open the door and go outside. So excited for this one, man. Like you said, the three-star is too low. And I don't see how – Um, we'll get into this here in just a second. But 
when we talk about coaches, we talk, we look at the offense, right? And people make the excuse for, I'm not trying to open up this whole conversation, but they make the excuse saying there's just not really the guys. Well, I don't know if we have a whole lot of the guys on defense. I know we got some guys in secondary. I know I'm, the defensive side is more loaded than the offensive side. I'm not trying to make that, but I'm just saying Ron Roberts has elevated the play of the defense. The mm-hmm. defense, in my opinion, Blake, is playing above the talent level. So I'm so I, right now I have faith in Ron Roberts. I'm giving him an A on the job. I've seen two seven games. The only game I felt like the defense played bad. Look who they played. So I'm excited. Ron Roberts circles a guy and says, "I want this guy to be my star." And I've seen how he used Keontae, especially when Keontae was healthy. I've seen the way he used Donovan, and and I love Donovan. He plays hard, but there's some things that he that he can and can't do. He's not a guy that Ron Roberts went and got from high school. So just see, I'm excited to see these guys, the Demarcus Riddicks, the guy that Ron Roberts says that guy will fit my system and bring them in. And a, a Demarcus Riddick, a DJ Barber, and now a Caleb Harris in-state guys, a Mon Lane. You can just go down the list of just guys in the state of Alabama that those other guys wanted. Maybe not they went a Caleb Harris, maybe not a three-star here, but this is uh this is a diamond in the rough. This guy's rated too low, a heavy hitter. Before we get over here and play some of these clips from the press conference, Blake, I wanted to say hello to all the subs. Our guy Charles popping in here and saying, guys, I'll watch this in the morning. Got to get up at 2 a.m. at work. I've shared it out already. Charles, we appreciate you, man. You sharing everything out, keeping that algorithm popping. And, uh, yeah, man, tune in at 10 a.m., brother. Watch the replay. We appreciate you. And uh, always, man, supporting us. Devin popping in saying, War Eagle fellows at my son's baseball game. but still tuning in. Oh, Devin, yeah. are they are they up to baseball? Or are you still on that T-ball? I know, I know last year uh, – uh, Devin had a good time at T-ball. Apparently, that was a, a real competitive scene out there. Some parents were acting a fool, if I remember telling me right. War Eagles saying 4-1 uh, and one in the next five weeks. What do you think about this, Blake? Uh, I'll be honest with you. If Auburn goes 4-0 oh, uh, these next couple weeks, going into that Iron Bowl, I'm not so sure that's a loss. Mm. Yeah. I'm just – I'm just saying, man, like you never know in that game. You can throw records out. You can throw offensive performances out. You can throw how good Alabama's defense is. You can throw that out the window. Like you just never know in the Iron Bowl. That's why it's the greatest rivalry in college football. Uh, So a game's a toss-up, man. I just watched Bryce Young and TJ Finley go to four overtimes. Like, come on, dude. Uh, You never know about that game. Yeah, Ernest saying, War Dan, what's up, Ernest? Tyler mm-hmm. Rick says, finally called a live show. Hey, we appreciate you, Tyler, mm-hmm. catching in here at 7 o'clock, brother. Every Tuesday we are here. Our guy James Barnett popping in. What's up, James? We appreciate you, brother. See if I make sure I didn't miss anybody, man. Uh, Devin, what you got? If we get six wins in a bowl game, I will be ecstatic, especially after how we look so far. Yeah, and I mean, Devin, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, you go six and six. I would have said, ah, I really would have liked seven or eight, but that's an improvement. And I know what we're kind of, I knew what we were staring down the face of and um, six and six and what's the recruiting class look like. That would be my question. And I think it's going to finish out just fine. And I know that the overall ranking might not end up being exactly what we want it to be. Uh, We'll see kind of how that goes, but I think it's really important to remember on that. We're leaving a couple scholarships open because we still have to utilize the portal. So, our class ranking is not necessarily where I would look. I would look at position groups. Like I'm still very concerned about the offensive line, um, but impressed with wide receiver, right? So like I would will, I will look at groups and I would look at overall rating of the guys coming in. And no matter what service you look at, we're top five in terms of overall rating of the class. So the, um, you know, the guys 
their individual ratings on average. So I think we're bringing in the talent. And so if it's six wins and a bowl, this is my hope here, Devin. I don't want us to go six and six, go to the Birmingham Bowl and play some 10 and two AAC team that can throw the ball and score 40 points a game. I don't want that. I hate how they do that with the Birmingham. But sometimes you get lucky and get a Memphis, right? A Paxton list Memphis where you can take advantage of the obvious he, he can't throw the ball downfield or whatever. But like that Houston matchup, I'm sitting here going, weren't they 11 and one or 11 and two? And we have lost five in a row. And I'm like, who's like, I want Iowa. I want Iowa. I think that'd be a great game. That would be. <laughs> that'd be a great game. Over, under, at. 18. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before I get in here and play these uh, huge clips, I got a couple more starred. Uh, Tyler says, James, one thing the recruits can say, fans are going to come watch them play. There's no SEC team that can fill a stadium like us with our record. I agree with this 100%, man. Even the even the top fan bases, even the LSUs, even the Alabamas and Tennessees of the world. In Tennessee, they still did show out throughout their drought there. But, um, yeah, man, we are definitely – Definitely top in the country. And I think at this point, we're three or four years into this really, really bad run of Auburn football, and we're still showing out. So I think we've proven that. Mm-hmm. And then James says, fellas, we have we just opened up the pipeline for Thompson? Hope so, brother. I want that QB. Yeah, Seaborn. What is, hey. Was he a ninth grader this year? Ninth grader, yeah. Got okay. some time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we're not looking at Mary Montgomery's quarterback. I, that's just kids committed to South Alabama, bro, and uh, – I know we I know we got Walker White and everything and and I'm big on Walker White but uh, that Jared Hollins kid at Mary Montgomery uh, I just don't know why we're not giving a look I, I I don't get it Tyler Riggs I'm from Phoenix City when Brian Harson showed up late to the game last year kind of had a bad taste in Nick's mouth and also uh, also how he think we did his son it's gonna be hard to flip Cam but I have hope yeah man uh, on Blake's point about. Uh, MGM's quarterback kid is an absolute baller and a great kid, like a really, really good kid. So one of the best players I've seen uh, this year in the state of Alabama, the best player I have seen is Cameron Coleman. And I'm going to keep screaming that from the mountaintops because I just haven't seen anything like what I saw Friday night in a very long time. And I went and saw them earlier this year, but they played at uh, like Smith Station, who was just bad, bad. They were up 58 to something at halftime, so I really didn't make judgment there. But after seeing what Cam did versus the number three team in the state, versus a good defense, versus good, capable defenders, and he just made them look like little boys, man. So, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. I'll just say this, dude. Um, Hugh Freeze isn't going to stop. Yep. He will not stop calling Cam Coleman until he is legally has to stop calling Cam Coleman. Until the until that thing strikes zero, he is going to try his best to recruit that kid. And I just, I think at some point, man, I think that pays off. Like at some point, if you're Cam Coleman, don't you just go, all right, man, fine. You know, at least that's at least that's how I hope it goes. Uh, last comment here before I get in here and play the clip of Hugh the presser. Kenny says, "Thanks for the great content, guys from Arab Alabama, living in Tampa, uh, uh, living in Tampa now. Where is that at? Arab, yeah." I, I couldn't tell you. Kenny, help us out, brother. Give us give us a city we would know. Uh, I'm from Bruton, so I ain't talking. I ain't talking trash about small town Alabama. I just don't know where that one's at. Living in Tampa now, hard to find Auburn fans. Trust you, freeze foundation being built. Have to get his personnel in championships coming. Hey, Kenny, look, bro. Uh, why are you not at the Bolts game right now? I got the Bolts game on right now. Bolts are up one to zero on the Carolina Hurricanes. Get out there, man, and support the Bolts, bro. Oh, it's up by Gunnersville. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, man. He's in a get out there and catch you some bucks game, man. Support my bucks, support my race, support my bolt bolts while you're out there, Kenny. But I agree with you, man. Better days are on the way. All right. So the first clip I want to play, we got to get um get in here to a couple of clips from Hugh with the presser. We'll get more of your comments here in a little bit, guys. Uh, appreciate all y'all for tuning in with us. Going to play the first clip where he was asked just about the play calling duties and the way this is all kind of going down. And this has been a big topic, Blake, me and you've kind of gone back and forth about what we thought was going on. And I think we kind of got some answers in this presser again, man, Hugh just comes out and they'll tell you what, what the deal is for the most part. There's gotta be some coach speak, obviously uh, would be kind of reckless to just go there and talk and say whatever, but the most honest coach I've seen and uh, some interesting, some interesting things here, uh, especially at the end. And uh, I'll just play the clip here and uh, we'll talk about it. But the the play the question here is just about play calling duties, who's calling plays, how this is all looking on offense. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, Monty is calling the plays. Um, I obviously have input, and so I, I don't. I'm never one to, to sit here and say um, to to place blame on coaches. It's a combination. It's all of us that uh, I certainly I listen to the plan and and evaluate it, but. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It's harder for me than I thought with uh, the verbiage and stuff to to be real involved in every 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 area. I paid a lot of attention to tight red zone. Um, we've been pretty good in the red zone at times, but we're not getting there enough to to find out if our our plans are are really good or not. But um, so it's a uh, it's it's a combination. I'll jump in from time to time, as do the old line coaches and and others and um but but Monty is the play caller currently Blake what'd you take away from that buddy <laughs> you pay attention uh to tight red zone uh but we're not getting to the red zone enough hmm. uh, so maybe we should start paying attention uh what's going on uh you know from 20 to 20 all right um Look, I'll be honest with you. I really think uh, that Hugh is just – I don't I, – I hate saying it this year is like a wash, man. But I really just feel like he's trying to work some – just work some kinks out. Um, I really feel like he is more just focused towards recruiting, Dustin. And he's just kind of – y'all have got this for now. I gotta get I gotta get athletes, man. I gotta get athletes. And I hate I hate going down that route because it kind of feels like we're saying that Auburn doesn't have athletes, right? But we don't have SEC guys at a lot of spots and the depth that it takes in the in the Southeastern Conference. And I really just feel like that is the route that he has taken to this point of, man, I'm more worried about recruiting right now than I am with this offense. Um, I'll, I'll give my piece on it here and there. I'll jump in and say, hey, we're doing this wrong. We need to do this. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he has tunnel vision on guys like Cam Coleman and the Perry Thompsons and the Ryan Williams. Uh, we got to find a quarterback also. You know, you're bringing in a Walker White. You're going to have to hit the portal next year. Uh, I think he's he's trying to figure out what we do at offensive line and all of those things, Dustin, uh, to where right now 
he might not have a whole lot of input. Uh, but that kind of caught me off guard when he said, uh, I look in the red zone and I focus on the red zone, but we're not getting in the red zone enough. So maybe we need to look at what's going on uh, inside inside the 20s, man. From 20 to 20, we need to look at that, all right, like moving the ball at LSU right before half and, and we're rotating quarterbacks. Like, like, what are we doing? And then he sits there the other night and says, well, us rotating quarterbacks isn't why we lost. Uh, there was a couple times there was a couple times where I was shaking my head going hey brother what are we doing you know um but I I really do man I really think that he is just solely focused on recruiting at this point and he knows what it takes to win in the SEC and have a roster to compete and we're just not there yet we're there to compete and keep games close but we're not there to compete as the gold standard like he always talks about. So when he said at the end of it, I know I kind of talked about it today. Um, when he said currently, did you take anything out of that? He said Monty is the play caller currently. Yeah, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he's going to be the play caller next year. I, okay. I don't I don't. So do think- you think that Hugh – I had to cut you all, but there was a, the piggyback off of that is do you think then that Hugh – takes over and is more involved in the, do you think that he steps back and says, okay, this didn't work. I just, it's too late now, too far down this road now. Cause he also said in a clip that we won't play, he said that it's harder for him to get in and change the verbiage than he thought, which made me think he's tried to get in and change it around a little bit. And it's just too much of a mess and too difficult. What do you think next year looks like if Montgomery is not retained? Hugh freeze. I, I think Hugh gets his hands in it. I think he gets involved. Um, I think uh, he will start to hit the ground running uh, with this offense. I do, man. Like right now, uh, like I said, I just feel like he has tunnel vision on one thing. Uh, and it's it's getting Auburn inside of that top ten in recruiting. Because when we look at recruiting, man, historically, who were the teams that win national championships? You got to be inside that top 10 of recruiting to dance in that playoff. All right. That's what happens. If you're in that top 10, you're going to flirt. You're you're going to flirt with that playoff. And that's what I want to do right now, man. I want to get flirtatious. I I want to I want to it's it's opening up the 12 teams, Dustin. Yeah. Like like I want us to get guys in here, man, elite playmakers. So when we do throw a back shoulder against Georgia down the sideline, you might have a Perry Thompson that reels that thing in, you know, and that's no shot to to Malcolm Johnson Jr. I think dude is – he's a blazer. He's a heck of a player, and I know he loves Auburn University. But you look at Georgia, all right? Man, they had A.D. Mitchell. Everybody wants to talk crap about Lad McConkey. all right? He ate us up two years ago in Jordan-Hare. Ate us up. Buddy is an SEC receiver. Look at Alabama, the numerous receivers that they've put in the NFL. The running backs, Georgia's running backs. Those are the dudes that we don't have right now because we literally took multiple years off of recruiting and we decided to go with a coach who thought you could recruit two stars and three stars 
and turn them into five stars. Now it ha- it happens once every blue moon, right? It happens. With like carry on, look at carry on. All right, McCreary. Yeah, Roger McCreary. It happens every now and then, but you ain't winning no national championship right. like that. So uh, that's that's where I'm at with it, man. I think in the future, uh, and and I saw a comment a while ago that I can't remember who said it, but will Philip Montgomery be fired during the year? And I do not think so. I think that would. Uh, that's like pouring salt on an open wound, man. I don't think that would be a good look to fire him in the middle of the year. I think you just kind of go a different direction in the off season and weigh your options out and see who's out there. Yeah. So here's my, um, here's my concern with this whole thing. Um, you kind of, I want in year one, I want you to be establishing your offense. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think at this point that's not happened. I th- and I don't see how it can mm-hmm. happen. I think it's a wash. I think he, I think that, Year one has been a failed experiment with with Montgomery, and I think that he will get in here in the offseason and change it up. And I think that's the right move. I'm just pointing out that it sucks and that from the standpoint of you're basically learning new stuff again next year (laughs) under that scenario. And Auburn is always new coordinators, new stuff. I, I just I can't remember the last time we we ran we were bringing back the same OC mm-hmm. doing the same thing and I don't think that we will be this year and again I think it's the right move but I was hopeful that year one would be kind of establishing the foundation and instead of it looking like a year one it's looking more and more like a year zero mm-hmm. and I I just think that some of those mistakes are on Hugh Freeze and they could have been avoided. James Barnett asked, "Fellas, if Monty is not here next year, does Hugh Freeze pick a current staffer to be OC, or does he?" go after someone who calls plays similar to him. Uh, here's my thought on this, James. I think that if Hugh Freeze gambles on hiring somebody else to run the offense in the way that he did Montgomery this year and he misses, then it'll be the end of his tenure at Auburn. Will it be the end of his tenure at the end of next year? No. But I think that if he if he misses it, like if he tries to go that route and have somebody else run his offense again and it doesn't work again, then he's probably setting himself up to not be the Auburn coach for very long because then you're talking about another failed experiment. You'd be going into year three trying to hire another guy, still not having the offense established. <laughs> I think the best move for Hugh Freeze under this scenario, James, is like Blake said, to get his hands in there this offseason. Uh, I've kind of said last couple of weeks, maybe he just looked at it and said, this job, there's so much to do right now as Auburn's head coach. I'm going to trust a vet like Philip Montgomery. I'm going to trust a vet like Ron Roberts to, to run my offense and to run my defense. And the Ron mm-hmm. Roberts one has worked, and the Philip Montgomery one has not. And like I said, I think that Hughes kind of got in there and tried to mess and tinker with it a little bit. That's why you've heard Blake say he thinks that um that that one quarterback is favored by one coach and one quarterback is favored by the other. Mm-hmm. And – Comes out this week, Blake, and Hugh basically said, he said I was calling all the plays for Robbie in the 13 package, and there was also some reports, and I didn't know this because I was at the game, but I guess they were talking on the broadcast saying um, saying that as well that Hugh is basically calling the plays for Robbie and that Montgomery is calling the plays for Thorne, and that's dysfunctional as hell, man. That's not going to that's not gonna work. I mean, so, so you're changing out quarterbacks, and then who you – just trying to think of how that even works. It, it gives me a headache because, all right, so we're changing them out. Okay, so now it's my turn to call plays, and 
that would explain some of the mess we've seen on these third and ones when we change quarterbacks and not getting to play in in time or having too many guys. Because not only are you trying to change quarterbacks, but now the play caller's changing. It's uh, yeah, man, I I don't like that at all, Blake. The cadence is changing. That's why you see false starts. Uh, you know, it's just too much, man. It's it's on and off the field. That's what that's the reason you saw the illegal substitution the other night. Uh, it's it's just too much, man. And I always felt like there was something going on with one guy liked Peyton, another guy liked Robbie. I didn't I didn't know who, but I just kind of felt like. You know, I, I, I always told you and, and the guys at the War Report, I said, I just felt like they were going to stick with Peyton until it all call, it all come crumbling down. And then I finally think Hugh just kind of said, hey, man, like this thing has come crumbling down. All right. Like that game against LSU, like we got to start giving Robbie like an increased role. And – you see it against Ole Miss. He played the most snaps he's played all year, right? And uh, it just looked dysfunctional. Uh, two quarterback systems never going to work, man. And and I know I said earlier in the year uh, that Florida, you know, back when they had Leak and Tebow in 06. But if you really go back and watch that season, man, they only brought Tebow in when they were inside the five to ten yard line. That's it. Like he might have got a play or, or two inside – the five or 10, like they weren't bringing Tebow in when they were at the 35 or, or anything like that, unless it was a fourth and in inches, you know, and then they were going to QB sneak it or something, but it, it's not going to work. It's not. Yeah. Devin, to your uh, point about getting the guys, Blake, she says, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, Hugh was the coach of this team and it's kind of an insult to these guys who decided to come back and play for him. Yeah. yeah Blake, I mean, our, our Devin, I've been, this is kind of why I've been so hard on Hugh, and I'll continue to say it. Um, your resume starts first, UMass. Yep. So that's what I'm going to st- I'm, I'm not a big fan of that whole week zero or, or, or year zero theory. This is year one. And if Ron Roberts has been able to still find a ways, despite the deficiencies on the defense, to produce a successful defense, then Hugh Free should find some ways to produce an offense at Auburn that is not as all-time bad. I could deal with bad offense here, but all-time bad, less yards than 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of with you in the sense, Devin, that um, I'm not a big fan of some of the messaging about that, that Hugh has said for the current players on the team, and uh, I know that they don't like it. I mean, they've they've told people like they don't like it type thing. And I uh, so this is a very important four weeks, like me and Blake said at the beginning. Um, you beat Mississippi State, you go on the road and you beat Arkansas, and all of a sudden you've won two SEC games and you're back to five and four, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff kind of starts to go away. And all of a sudden the players love you, and that's just the way it works. You got to find a way to win a damn football game. All these conversations that we're having are because you're not winning. There's a made them. There's a made a way to make them all go away, but. Uh, yeah, Devin, this is a fine line because as as Devin, me and you've had these discussions going back to Harson. Um, you know that I value recruiting a lot. So when I look at this roster, I say there is a freaking ceiling, and uh, that Hugh is, and he's there's some deficiencies that he's really having to work with, and he's just patched together what he could out of the portal at some positions. But at the same time, there have been some things that have been mismanaged from on the field, from messaging and all that, that I've not been a big fan of. And and 
we all are acknowledging that the Philip Montgomery thing has failed. Well, that falls on Hugh Freeze. That's his hire. He's the head coach. And like I said, so he better in this offseason. It'll be crucial for him and his tenure at Auburn to figure out what direction this offense is going. I feel like we've uh, I feel like we've missed in a in a couple of portal additions as well. Um, I, I'm not trying to down anybody, but uh, I feel like Avery Jones was a miss. Uh, Connor Lou, it's it's Connor Lou time from here on out the rest of the season. I think you can build something there. Um, I just think it's in Auburn's best interest to go with Connor Lou the rest of the way. That's a guy that's going to be here for three more years, Dustin. Or, or well, he could be here two more and then possibly right. get drafted. But I, I say three. Yeah, um, center. Yeah. Yeah, center for sure. Um, and I think you're looking, like we talked about, the tunnel vision with Hugh. You're looking at big picture, man. Uh, so, like, instead of the Shane Hooks experiment and the Jair Shorter experiment – it's time it's time for these younger guys to get in here all right it's time for the younger guys to get reps on offense let's let's try to get this thing clicking man uh that and you know yeah I mean so like and you to one to a guy that you've been high on let's let's not waste any more time on some of these guys that are out of eligibility in five games let's see what Caleb Burton has though Caleb yeah. Burton the damn football man let's see what he's got there's no point in wasting any more time on Peyton Thorne he's not the future of Auburn football you might as well see what Robbie Ashford's got give him the offense and find out what it is I'll tell you this Dustin so I messaged a guy that I talked to from Ohio State he is uh he is on the beat at Ohio State, all right? And I just asked a simple question like, hey, man, Caleb Burton, what's up? He said, no idea why he's not playing. Um, and then all of a sudden, Hugh comes out and says, hey, this guy, he's earned his stripes, right? Like this guy, he's he's earned it. He's earned it. Because I predicted, hey, 30 grabs, you know, like Duke comes yeah. from Ohio State. He's an elite route runner. You know, they said that he has some things to clean up and, and work on and everything. Um, but from what I heard, I was like, hey, dude's a stud, man. And I think we're now – he's slowly getting onto the field. Yeah. And, uh, and, hey, he's catching the football when it's thrown to him, so – Hey, let's keep going to him. You know, like I want, I want to see more. I, I want to see more, man. Uh, I don't want to see Jay Fair transfer out of here. You know, I, I don't want to see those guys uh, leave us when I think next year could be special. When you're bringing in the guys uh, that that are going to be in this 24 class, so uh, it's it's sometimes it's just aggravating, Dustin. It's aggravating, man, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and play this next clip. So on this one, Hugh was asked about just uh, – basically the question was kind of worded as, hey, we know it's not going that well on the field. Um, you feel like you're having some success in recruiting. But seven games into year one, how do you think the culture is being established? Kind of the things that we don't see behind the scenes. And here was Hugh's answer to that. Yeah, the things I've seen behind the scene that you don't have the the, the privilege of seeing, I think, is is establishing the culture. And one of those is playing hard. I think we've done that except for maybe one game up to the standard that, that we expect. Um, creating a, a, a standard of accountability and little things because I really believe that long term for Auburn, 
to be where we want it to be, that the uh, accountability of those little things have to, uh, you can't slide on those. And I think that's uh, kind of maybe um, when I got here is something that they felt like they could. And I've, I see that getting better each week. And I, I'm a firm believer that if if you think that you can be five minutes late to a class or, or to a tutoring or if the chow hall is is optional and but it's really not optional but it is to you i'm a firm believer that that's the same things that can happen on a saturday when you call cover two and they well i may not play cover two this time and at the beginning this is at the beginning this is so that was you freeze and talk, talking about the culture and blake me and you know this you know we hear the stories a lot of things that we can't say um Behind the scenes, I mean, if you've ever if you've ever seen uh, South Park, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, right? I mean, just just an absolute shit show. Okay, poop poop dancing on a stage. Yeah, terrible guys. Like he said, late for class, man. Late for meetings. If I told y'all some of the names that were late for some of the stuff this off season, you would be pissed. You'd be like that guy. That guy was late for an all workout. Like, what? a guy that knows he's a starter, that knows we're depending on him. The culture's mm-hmm. bad, man. It's bad. And so, and that doesn't, you don't snap your fingers. And when you flip over a roster that way, when you bring in all those guys from the portal, man, there's still going to be some bad eggs. There's still going to be, it's just, you can't change it all right now. Um, I do feel like it's going, I think, I do feel like it's getting fixed. I do feel like it's going in the right direction. And that's hard to see in the midst of a four-game SEC losing streak. And then the Cal game feels like a loss. But, you know, this is important. And I know this is corny, but there's a reason why I wanted to play this clip because we're seven games in, and I've only seen Auburn give up one time. And I don't even know if you consider LSU giving up if they never got off the bus. So it just didn't even show up that night for whatever reason. There's no excuse for it. But that does happen sometimes. And I do think that Hugh's telling the truth. I agree with him on that. I think that it is changing. And I think that um, it, that's just one of them things, man. It just takes time. Florida State, go read some stories about what was going on in that Willie Taggart tenure, okay? The culture was poisoned. It was a toxic losing culture. And you can't just come in there and snap your fingers and make it work. What Gus Malzahn did on the field was fantastic in his first year. But the culture wasn't changed immediately, and that's why you ultimately saw the program go back to an eight and five level because Ma- Gus Malzahn was setting a culture of mediocrity being okay, right? Yep. Six six and four is a solid season. Well, we practice well, mediocrity. Okay, we played them close. Y'all know the stuff he said. Yep. Mediocrity, being okay with being eight and four every year, and Hugh's not with that. Hugh was mm-hmm. a stat. He is going to go for national title, or he's going to bust. He feels like the path that he's on, like Blake talked about, going all in on recruiting, is because he feels like that's the path for him to get back to the national championship and I or get Auburn, get Auburn to the national title. And I think that Hugh Freeze is one of the most competitive guys in the game, yep. which is why I'm a little baffled by some, some of the stuff that's been going on still being allowed to go on. I'm surprised Philip Montgomery is still calling plays, but I also believe you when he says the verbiage. I think that he I, – I don't know this, 
but I'm not sure if he didn't try to kind of get in there in the bye week and then say, ah, this is just too much. And I don't know if maybe Robbie starting the game and seeing more Robbie Saturday night than we have any other game this year. Maybe I'm wrong on that uh, snap count wise, but it seemed to me like that there was more Robbie throughout the game, right? Like it wasn't just situation. It was just, I never knew who was going to be the quarterback Saturday. I'm not saying that's a good thing. The point I'm making is it seemed to me like if, if Hughes calling plays for Robbie, he's trying to ease his stuff in there, but I just, I don't think he can. I think it's too far down the road of you have the spring, you had the fall practices, you had the whole summer of getting accustomed to studying Philip Montgomery's verbiage, studying Montgomery's system. So I just don't know if he can just change it at this point. Um, so, but again, I think that in the off season, that'll be, that'll really be the, uh, the crucial time for all that. But I think Blake, that the culture man bringing in the guys, like you talked about the guys that want to be at Auburn, the guys like a Caleb Harris coming from Thompson that know how to win a guy like Amon Lane, who has grown up an Auburn fan and wants to be at Auburn that understands what it takes to be at Auburn. Make no mistake about it, man. You need a bunch of Alabama kids for Auburn to be successful, not only from a talent standpoint, but you need kids that get it. You need kids that understand weeks before the iron bowl, what that game means. Kids that you don't have to tell what it means. They know they grew up in it. They, they know what it is. It's crucial for us to start getting those kids again. And who knows that that's why he's after him so hard. That's why you see him so hard after a guy like Alvin Henderson. And I trust Hughes' evaluation in the, in, you know, in getting these talent and getting these guys, um, and I'll, get, I'll use the FSU point one more time, Blake, before I get your thoughts on it. I just think that's a good one as far as the culture goes because Florida State was an absolute mess. And Mike came in there, and it wasn't the, the you know, the first year was choppy. And, and again, I'm, I'm not a fan of some of the stuff I've seen on the field. But I do think that behind the scenes, Auburn is headed in the right direction. And it's not something that we can look at a stat sheet and, and point to. Um, and it's not something that changes overnight. And I'm as impatient as anybody, but I think that that part of the foundation and that part of Hugh Freeze's job, the cultural fit part, I do think is headed in the right way. Yeah, Dustin, and uh, you you talk about FSU and and Mike Norvell, right? And I would love to go back and pull up message boards in Mike Norvell year one, Mm. uh, year two. You know, Uh, they were wanting to fire Mike Norvell. They were saying, hey, this guy – He's not it, all right? He, he, we're just going to be a mediocre program. Uh, and and now look at Florida State, like we were talking about the other night. <laughs> Man, have you seen those receivers they got? The Johnny Wilson kid, you know, I mean, come on, man. Uh, Keon Coleman, like, they're, they're elite, man. Their defense, they got a two-headed monster in the backfield. Dude's crutin', all right? He's crutin'. And, uh, and he's turned that program around. Now, I look over here at Hugh Freeze. One player really, like, sticks out to me, man, of where this program is headed. And uh, it's my favorite player, uh, and, and that's Jalen Simpson. Uh, he was asked today uh, what an Instagram post meant, and uh, he was talking about Plankton, all right, always chasing the potion. All right, you see Plankton always chasing the potion. And he said, that is my mindset. I'm always trying to chase that potion to be better than what I was yesterday, to be better than what I was last week, right? Yeah. 
Like I want to be the best I can. And you're also wanting to feed that into your teammates, into your locker room, that even though we're three and four and we're on a four-game losing streak, we haven't won a game in a month, you want to feed that, that, hey, there's potential to save this season. Like I told you weeks ago, Dustin, if things got bad, we can make this right, and these guys can be remembered for laying the groundwork at Auburn. This team still has a purpose, man. This team still has a shot in 10 to 20 years from now, people can look back and say, hey, they didn't win nothing, but they laid the groundwork. They were the guys that struggled to get the six and six, but people started turning heads and Josh Pate's talking about you on his show and being Pate State material and turning a three and four season around and possibly getting to to seven wins and uh, going to a bowl game and possibly winning a bowl game and you know there's still hope in this season uh and and that is why i look at Jalen, man he's played for three head coaches at auburn all right like that, that right there bro could have easily given up by now easily you've played for three head coaches Jalen simpson could have easily hit the transfer portal and said man auburn is dysfunctional I don't want to be here. Like I'm bouncing. I'm going to somewhere where I can compete, where I can go out to the Pac-12 and and you know be a stud out there. The best defender out there, boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm stud out there, you know. Like I mean, he's stud here. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. he was shine out there, you know. And and um, he stuck with Auburn, and that right there tells me that when you got a guy like that. Uh, he's 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 bleeding on he's bleeding on these dudes, man. He he's rubbing off on them, and and he's 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 showing his passion for Auburn, and that's why I was so high on Simp, man. Is just because, uh, yeah, he had some trouble in man coverage when he was when he was at corner, uh, but he went to safety and he turned his career around. You know, um, I I think he's that guy, Dustin. I think he's that guy. And uh, I, I look at the rest of this football team, and y'all, when when I look at what's going on in the quarterback room, all right, I look at Robbie Ashford, Dustin. When I see Robbie make a quote, and he says, "We got to show up to work, even when times are rough. We got to clock in." We got to put the sweat in, all right. This is how it's this is how it's went, but there's still time to salvage things. We just got to show up and put the work in. That right there tells me that I think this locker room hasn't given up, mm-hmm. and I think they're still together. Um, there could be some there could be some division of who who wants who at quarterback, but I think they're they're ultimately they still see a goal. And they still want to win for Auburn. Not, not you're not going to see a whole lot of me stuff. I think you want to see these dudes win for Auburn, Dustin. Let me just about a hypothetical scenario. If would you feel good about this locker room if during the bye week somebody was half-assing during practice and somebody else was so upset about it? That he put them things on them. 
Yeah. Would that make you feel good about the locker room? Yeah, it does. Make me, make me feel damn good about it. Yeah, it does. It gets me fired up, actually. Mm. I, 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 I think that's what leaders do. Mm. That's what leaders do. That that's, bro. And when I say this, Dustin is is. I said it about Robbie, and and I, I made a tweet, and I said if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose with somebody who bleeds orange and blue. Yeah. And these dudes bleed orange and blue. They know they're not going to the playoff. They know they're not going to Atlanta to play in the SEC championship. They know uh, they can't win a national championship. And I hear a lot of people say, "Oh well, basketball season season's over." Uh, you know, nothing else to play for. No, there is something yeah. to play for. There, there's a Music City Bowl. There, there's whatever bowl, a, a Liberty Bowl or whatever. Yeah, I, I want to play for the extra practices. Yeah. I do. It means a lot. Uh, and these dudes, they bleed orange and blue. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that uh, we can look back on guys like Marcus Harris. We can look get back on guys like Simp in the future and say, hey, man, you guys help turn this thing around. There might not be a, a a number. There might not be a statistic that we can point to and say that's what Jalen Simpson did or that's what Marcus Harris did. But we'll remember that, hey, just like I'll never forget what, what Derek Hall and Caleb did for us last year. Yep. Playing 85, 90% of the reps with no help in a lost season. You know, I'll forever be grateful to Will Friend for the way that he still showed up to work those final month and, and did the work. So, yeah, man, for those guys, like you said, they love Auburn. We can trust them. And, uh, yeah, it fires me up. And these are – you're ready for basketball season? For the people that are saying that, I'm ready for basketball season. I cannot wait for uh, for baseball season, 100%. But these are – these next four weeks, really five, but the, the, the ones that we look at in, in circle and say Auburn can win these games for sure. Um very crucial for the future of Auburn football, in my opinion. Not like, not you know, if if it all, if it doesn't go right and, and we don't make a bowl and we split these two, go two and two or whatever. It's not the end of the world. You can still get it right in the off season. But I think it would go a long way, man. To I mean, definitely four and zero, oh, but three and one in this thing, getting that bowl game, uh, maybe winning that thing and having a winning record, a winning record for Auburn football. Boy, wouldn't that be something? I'm asking for a whole lot here. I know it. But uh, so yeah, I mean, but I, I do think that the culture part, Blake, is headed in the right direction. I really absolutely, do. absolutely. Before we get in here and get everybody's final comments, man, I did want to. We kind of touched on this here. Is Blake kind of made the case of why this is a must win? But I did want to kind of get you, you guys' thoughts um, on this weekend's game, just how important this, this is for Auburn. But real quick, guys, you already know uh, we get new subs, Blake. We're up to we're up to what one thousand one hundred. Reaching your little yeah. benchmark. So uh yeah. shout out to everybody, man, that's new to the show. And I continue. People were asking me this weekend in Auburn, they asked me in the DMs all the time, how can you help support? We got the membership option open there. So you can uh you gotta go on your desktop, but go on your desktop, hit the uh, memberships. We got two levels, the JV and the varsity. Blake, I couldn't find our uh I couldn't find our overlay there to pull up for the people, but we got two levels, JV and varsity, and you can sign up for those. Tons of exclusive content coming out for you guys. Hope that you guys enjoyed the uh, Around the Plains podcast that dropped the other day. Took a look, taking a look at Aiden Holloway balling out, Blake. Taking a look at that baseball team looking nice. We'll continue to drop that. Uh, the recruiting pod will drop in the next 48 hours. Just kind of depends on how my work schedule works out. But uh, the next two, next day or two here, if they don't work me 12 to 14 hours tomorrow or Thursday, I'll get in and bang that out for you guys. I already got it uploaded and ready to go. Just got to get the time to record it. Also, you can go over to the warporeshop.com, go to the merch section, man, grab you one of these level up T-shirts of tempo style. Yes, sir, them things look good. So go over there and do that. Helps us out a ton. And, hey, man, if you're struggling right now, I get it. We got some people running this country that aren't doing the best. And uh, times are tough. 
So just liking the video, subscribing to the channel is more than enough, man. We just appreciate you guys rocking with us. We really do. Blake, at three and four, like you kind of alluded to, it's kind of ties into what you were saying. People are saying it's a wash, it's done, you know, forget it, basketball's coming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, man, I think this is a must win. I don't think you can lose to freaking Mississippi State. I don't think that you can lose to both Mississippi schools at home and back-to-back -back weekends. And I like, I like I just said, this is a crucial game for Auburn football. Like, we need to win this one and go on a little streak and get this – Get this uh this negative energy, man, this bad moment. Let's get it turned around. And, and I saw somebody, Blake, say – this is why I wanted to, to ask this question tonight. Because I saw somebody on Twitter today say, um, there's really no – are we really about – is Auburn really to the point we're about to start celebrating beating Mississippi, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt? We're 2-12 and 12, or 2-10 and 10, dating back to last year in the SEC. I'm partying like it's 2004. If we win Saturday, I'm bugging hard if we win at Vanderbilt. And I find it weird that I have to explain that. Are we celebrating beating Mississippi State? Bro, I celebrate when we beat anybody. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, a dub is a dub. Like, period. Oh, like, I'm celebrating when we beat UMass by 50. Right. Like, like I don't care, and I don't care if we go out and we beat Mississippi State 6-3 to three Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing a party. I'm getting on here. I'm booging. I'll have streamers. I'll, 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 I'll have the sunshades on. I'll be booging. I'll be going through the roof, bro. I celebrate every win, period. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Connie, Connie getting here. Hey, Connie, how you doing? Connie says, yes, we always so Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, you, only get, you only get 12 of them. You get 12 a year. Blake, we talked for months about football, and we're over halfway done with the season. Yep. I'm going to celebrate a victory, dude. You know what Hugh said? Hugh said football is hard. Winning's hard. Life yeah. is hard. Celebrate when you get a victory in life, football. You celebrate those things, bro. I don't care if you're playing South Alabama or New Mexico State or whoever. You celebrate yeah. the victory. For sure. Ernest Vaughn says, until basketball loses a game and everyone gets the sky is falling again. Gotta love fans. Yeah, dude, listen, man. So uh, this is so funny. Um, last year during basketball, and obviously we've had tremendous growth since then. So a lot of our a lot of these subs are new. A lot of you guys aren't with us last year during basketball. Some of our loyals like Tanner and Devin, some of our day ones, they'll know. I said all year during basketball that like the whole year Auburn was going to lose eight to nine games, maybe even ten, and then win a game in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And then just watched as we lost these games, watched everybody freak out. And I had to come on every post game and be like, yeah, we're a 20 and 10 basketball team. That's going to make the tournament and maybe win a game. If we get lucky, win two in there and we'll get bounced. It is what it is. And that's not a bad season. Yeah. Ernest, our, our, our fan base is very, very new to basketball. They think that 20 and 10 is the worst season ever are that 21 and nine. Oh my God. And they think that if you say anything like, Hey man, I don't think that last second shot was the right play. Then that means you want Bruce Pearl fired and you don't know ball. So yeah. Uh, very interesting, interesting times. I love our, uh, I love our fans when it comes to basketball <laughs> for sure. All right. Let's see. 
My computer doing some goofy stuff. James popping in here. We're about to get out of here, guys. Says, I listened to players today. PT definitely stood out. He appeared very unhappy. I would imagine he is. And here's the here's the question I have, James. Um, one, he really only has himself to well, I can't say that, but he has he needs to look in the mirror because you know, brother, like I'm not necessarily on this boat that like, well, I'll just say this. I don't think we have the guys in the wide receiver room, but I do see that they're wide open a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're the best. I'm not, you know what I mean? We got to yes. go get the Perry's and the Bryce's and the King. We got to go get those boys, but they're open, Blake, and Jay- somebody ain't seeing them. Jay Fair was wide open at A&M. That was a walk-in backpedal touchdown, bro. That, ain't that ain't changes the whole – that changes the whole uh, look of that football game. If you make that throw, he walks in. He walks in, and you missed him. I so uh, I don't know. <laughs> Aggravating for sure, for sure. Uh, Ernest says, but I do love basketball more than football, and I agree. People in Alabama, the state, and the whole yeah, for sure. Go uh, if you ever want to see a juvenile basketball opinion, go follow Nate Goats over there on Twitter. <laughs> that guy right there, man, he uh. He doesn't even understand what dribbling the ball means. Um, James says he's with me 1,000% for sure. All right, guys, get your final comments in here. If you have not, man, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we will be back with you guys Friday at 10 a.m. to make our picks for the week for the SEC. We will preview this Mississippi State matchup. We'll take a look into the numbers. I bet that this is going to be a barn burner, baby. Mm. Woo! Wait. 42-38. Forty-eight. <laughs> hey, it would be it would be super Auburn though. Just, that just, would be true. Yeah. Just just the goofiest just the goofiest thing you can imagine. But yeah, no, I think what's the number, Blake? I think twenty. I think twenty-three wins this game. Um, let me look at the over/under real quick. I would I was saying like, what do you think the number is? Oh. I'm interested. I'm interested in that. But what number gets the win? I think I think Auburn's got to score. Yeah. 20, 24, um, 24 to 28 points, man. Like like you said, 23, somewhere around in there. Uh, because I don't think Mississippi State's offense is going to move the ball against us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about that. The over-under is 43 and a half. So they don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring. <laughs> I still take an under on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got anything before we get out of here, buddy? Um, don't give up on the team, man. Don't give up on the team. Show up Saturday, uh, drowned out the Mississippi State fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Get loud for this team. Um, believe in this team because a win Saturday goes a long way. A win Saturday goes a long way. Um, believe in these seniors, like I said, man. These these dudes that have been through the trenches like a simp. Uh, a Nehemiah who is – injured and trying to get on the field for his brothers and his team, man, that that stuff goes a long way, man. Stuff goes a long way. Uh, So don't give up on these dudes. I know three and four looks bad, but it's not the end of the world, man. Like there's opportunities and coach Hugh Freeze keeps saying that there's opportunities. Just get to that bowl game and it starts Saturday, Dustin. Three and four looks bad. Six and four looks a whole lot better. That's a fact. And, and that's definitely possible. But they're not going to do it without our support. Prince says if we get 24 and 28, 24 to 28 every game, we got a good chance to win out. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if you told me you can get 24 to 28 points in the iron pole, I'd say, well, we're in that ball game. Yep. 
So, yeah, I agree with this 100%. It's just can we find a way to score? I We can find 24 under the right circumstances versus the right opponent at home. I just don't know road-wise if we're going to be able to find that. And mm. even looking at Vanderbilt and, or and Arkansas, I have the Cal game in the back of my mind. We so, should be able to run the ball on Vandy. We should we should be able to run the football on Vandy. Should have been able to run the ball on LSU. That's true. That's Teresa true. says 21-17 Auburn Prince. Man, Prince, what you – hey. Pass that, pass that thing over here, buddy. Woo. I need a puff. Pass that Woo. thing over here. Your boy wants some of that. I love it. War damn eagle, Prince. I'm gonna end on this one. Prince says Auburn, 31 to 10. Prince, mm. I'm not gonna argue with you, baby. I love it. War damn eagle from our guy, Prince. We will be back Friday at 10 a.m. Y'all already know we're out. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't, and we will see y'all soon. We're out of here, baby. War damn eagle, baby.